Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Summer Breakfast here with Jaleesa Apps and Trent Copeland. Thursday, the 11th of January, we're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers Good morning to everyone uh, on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossie and Brandy and for the rest of the week, SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy. Pick up the phone and speak with us on the Suncorp open line, 1300 01 1170. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. That number again, 1300 01 1170. We have Sydney Thunder's Alex Ross coming on the show we, very shortly. We'll have... SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips on the show, Mitch Abaya coming on as well. We've touched on a few of the NRL stories of the morning. Alex Dimonor last night claimed his fourth top 10 scalp in 10 days with a charity match win over Carlos Alcaraz at Rod Laver Arena, which is good news. And in the basketball last night, NBL, the Brisbane Bullets had an important 80-77 to win over the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Tonight, the Adelaide 36ers host the Sydney Kings in Adelaide. In the BBL, though, that's where we're going to start this hour. The Brisbane Heat last night beat the Perth Scorchers at the Gabba to lock up top spot on the BBL ladder. And the Scorchers making 168 all out from their 20 overs in reply to the Heat's 6 for 191. Brisbane's win on the back of... He's, he's a superhero, this guy, Michael Nisi. He can do it all with the bat, with the ball. He took an unbelievable catch. He got 64 off 30 balls. As Berendorf bowls to Nisa, he hoists this long six over backward square. He just leant back on the back foot, went Wooshka, and in the meantime brings up his 50. Berendorf bowls again, off his pads, over the boundary for six again. Nisa's on fire. Put him up the order. Here we go, we're hoping for a six, and you've got it! You've got it, another six over deep mid-wicket for Nisa. What an innings. He finishes 64 not out of 30 balls. And the Heat finish six for 191. Take a bow, Michael Nisa. What a knock. So Michael Nisa, player of the match, he also took two for 31. Mm. And I mentioned a catch, if you haven't seen it. Diving, running backwards. The, the guy can do it all. Uh, for those of you listening in Brisbane on SENQ, 6.93am. Don't miss out on your Brisbane Heat tickets. You can get them through Ticketek. The Heat have the heat are the opposite of the Dragons last season. <laughs> yeah, like okay. The dragons, Explain that. Well, okay. Remember last season where we were like, the Dragons would have been in the top eight or at 
exposition if they had won all the games that they've lost by like a little bit. Yeah. The Heat have almost lost so many games yep. and they have just managed to turn it around yep. and won and they're at the top of the table. If I if they had lost all the games that they should have, they would be fighting for the top four. Yeah, absolutely right. The, the good teams just find a way to win. And we've mentioned a few times this year that, uh, well, and you know what? Since the BBL started, the Brisbane Heat, the Sydney Sixers, the Perth Scorchers, Find ways to be at the top, no matter how they're playing, the form, mm. who's playing, whatever's going on. We've got a call coming in now on the Suncorp open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. James from Hornsby. What have you got this morning, James? Good morning. Morning, guys. Um, here's a quick question regarding David Warner getting the helicopter. Who's paying for it? If the club's paying for it, what's the big worry? They just want their best players to come and play for him, play for him. And the thing should be, well, if the Thunder are doing it, how dare they take him away from his brother's wedding? You've got a family engagement. What's more important? Can't make the finals. Why are you getting him to come down? Or the other thing is, well, he's that committed and um, I'm holding up to my contract. So I don't know why you all got, everyone's going on about him. I, I agree with you. I think, well, I, I think if David Warner didn't want to play this game... I'm sure the Thunder wouldn't be thrilled about it and I'm sure New South Wales cricket wouldn't be thrilled about it. But if they didn't want to play the game, in the end, at the end of the day, it's David Warner and uh, to have him as a part of the Big Bash in any games is fantastic. If he's paying for it, like I don't really think – because I, I heard someone make your point um, – like, is the club paying for it? And, you know, if it's not going to be at Dave's expense. Even if the club were paying for it, they want him there. Like, it's a promotion of the game. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you, James. Who who really cares as long as he's happy getting there? Yeah, and I don't know the answer to your question, James, on who is paying for it. But knowing a few of the people in this discussion, Andrew Gilchrist, uh, who's head of Thunder, Davey Warner himself and, and the management team, you know, it, it wouldn't have just been a, you have to play or a, no. you know, this sort of equation. It would have been a discussion on how can we make this the best Happen, day possible? Yeah. Uh, and, and that is the reality of it. Anyway, time to move on. Thanks for the call, James. We have SEN tennis expert, Brett Phillips on the line. Good morning to you, BP. Trent, Jalissa, good morning, guys. Good talk morning. to us. Talk to us about a couple of Aussies that are progressing well in the Aussie Open warm-ups. Yeah, Adelaide International, uh, from your neck of the woods. Uh, great story, Chris O'Connell, when you read his uh, backstory, 29 years of age uh, now, but, you know, he's uh, closing in on a top 50 debut in uh, 2024. He was high as 53 in September last year, but he's through to the quarterfinals in Adelaide, so he's playing some really good tennis. He'll uh, be first up at about 11.30 Eastern today, which you can uh, take in on uh, nine, Jim, uh, taking on Sebastian Corder, and we know... Uh, Trent and Jalissa, the uh, genes of the Corder family. Of course, his two um, uh, sisters, uh, professional golfers. His father, Peter, uh, won the Australian Open all the way back with that famous scissor kick uh, back in 1998. He was a different cat, Peter Corder. He certainly was. His son's a little bit more straight down the line, and he's such a sweet uh, timer of the ball, Corder, and had that great run at the Australian Open last year was runner-up in Adelaide to Novak Djokovic, where he had uh, a match point. So this is a big step up for O'Connell today. But, you know, Chris is blessed uh, with one of the best 
single-handed backhands going around. You know, to think five years ago, almost to the day, he had no ranking. He was cleaning boats for a living. He was working in retail. He was thinking, is his professional career good for me? Everyone said, Chris, you've got so much talent. Put your head down and give it your best shot and see where you land. And it's landed him inside the top 100, maybe the top 50 this year. And he's coached by... One of my favourites, guys, but he never did any media interviews and I still can't get an interview with Marinko Matosevic, uh, known as the Mad Dog. Um, he sits there courtside, he gets a bit of camera time, <laughs> he's pretty emotional, but he just will not chat to the media. He doesn't trust us. I'm trying to break through, trying to break <laughs> that down in 2024. Well, BP, on the pulse man in tennis, if you can't get an interview, what hope do the rest of us have? But <laughs> The draw comes no, out... It, it, we, Sorry, go on. Yep. No, no, we're just, we've nicknamed him Humphrey. He doesn't say anything. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the draw comes out at 1 p.m. today, midday, if you are in Queensland. Very exciting draw um, day. I love draw day. What, um, who would be hoping, who would who would be hoping not to get, like who who is someone, I guess, you no one wants to play Novak Djokovic, but is there anyone else that you think people are going, I don't want this person? <laughs> well, I, I, I hope all the players don't want to play uh, Alex Dimitor, you know, because uh, yeah. we'll, we'll start to plot his course. I mean, I'm, you know, all the articles online uh, today uh, after beating Carlos Alcaraz, yes, an exhibition that uh, last night. It was Alcaraz's first hit, so uh, take out of that, you know, what you will. But no, the, the reality is, he's beaten, you know, four uh, top ten players uh, in uh, what only two weeks of January. So he's full of confidence, Dimitor, and. Maybe he's even starting to actually believe that I could win the whole thing. Uh, so as soon as that draw comes out today, we start to plot the course of the leading contenders to see where the the road bumps might come in. Uh, so we'll have a better idea this afternoon of Alex's uh, you know path in round one and beyond. Uh, but yeah, I think um, you know you certainly don't want to draw one of the absolute top seeds. Uh, that's where you want to be. You want to be a seeded player. It's supposed to offer you a, you know, a little bit of comfort in the first two rounds. But to be totally honest, you know the depth on the men's and women's side is enormous now. There is no easing into the tournament. When I think back 20 years ago, when you'd go and set a court and mm. you know it'd be six love, six love for some opponents. But now uh, the competition's pretty tough. So yeah, the draw out at one o'clock and. Yeah, we've got a stack of Aussies still in qualifying, so they're they're dreaming of being in that main draw once that's all uh, completed. And John Millman, I suppose, was was the feel good story yesterday. We know it's going to be his last hurrah. He's got to win three tough qualifying matches to actually make it into the main draw, but he at least ticked uh, one of those boxes uh, yesterday. And BP, there's some new rules being introduced to prevent matches running late into the night on the ATP and WTA tours. I mean, I. For my entire summer as a kid, remember being A, mm. enthused by tennis and just loving it, but B, incredibly tired because I was watching games into yep. all the hours of the morning. I, I actually quite love that about tennis. <laughs> well, it is, it is the one sport, yes, where there's no final siren, buzzer, whatever you want to call it at the end. Uh, you know when the match is, well, you have, you have, the only time you know when a match is going to start is the first match of the day and the rest of it can be a scheduling nightmare, particularly for those in charge of that. Um, so yeah, I agree that's you know um, a unique part of uh, tennis, but I think we all probably agree we don't want to be up till 2, 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, if it's a one-off, people can probably cope with that. But this is all about you know protecting the players and their health. It's also about, you know, spectator enjoyment. So, yeah, obviously we've seen the change of scheduling around 
the Australian Open this year with only two matches in the day on the main court. So Rod Laver, uh, Margaret Court and John Kane Arena so that we don't have that third match potentially putting the night session back, which means that we're there way later. Yeah, but as a general rule, they're going to trial it this year uh, for matches at night. Uh, if, if they haven't started by, I think, 10, 30, 11, they probably won't get on and the players will come back the next day rather than starting matches. I mean, sometimes on the tour, we're starting matches at midnight around the world and finishing at 3 a.m. So, yeah, I think they're going to bring in some fast rules around that just to... Yeah, just to make it um, a, a better product and not have people sitting around, you know, at two, three o'clock in the morning watching tennis. So, BP, how does that work? Because so when I was at Wimbledon, I went over there for fun uh, last year, and you, as you would know, unless you're um, yourself, you have to line up in a queue. Like so, people camp, yep. you know, the day before, um, literally the day before, or sometimes thirty six hours, forty eight hours before to get the match that they want. I went at about three a.m. and managed to be in the queue in a good position to get caught one tickets, I felt so sorry for the people that had queued for 36 hours that I'd been speaking to to get Novak Djokovic because then the curfew came in and they didn't see him get on court and they had camped for 36 hours. So, well, obviously we don't have a queue in Australia, but does that mean like you might not see, if you buy tickets, you might not see the person that you actually bought tickets for if they're not going to get on? Yeah, well, yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah, Wimbledon's a really interesting one. I know they're reviewing. Well, yeah, they've got the curfew, the eleven o'clock curfew, but you know they start centre court at one thirty, and there's been huge calls for that to come way forward. You got the outside court starting, I think, at eleven o'clock. You know, court one starts at, you know, twelve. I think at Wimbledon, and then yeah, one thirty for centre court. You got, you know, three matches. But if you've got three matches that go the distance, uh, that you know, obviously. Uh, you know, runs into the curfew, which it did this time. And there was a bit of rain around Wimbledon uh, this time, particularly, I think, in that first week, wasn't there? So, mm. yeah, I think they're looking at a much earlier start. So they get through the day and the matches because matches are going, it appears now, they're going a lot longer than they used to. And there's some, you know, <laughs> enthralling battles out there. And you know, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, that's where I get back to the depth in the men's and women's games. There's not many blowouts now. Yeah. Uh, so it's something they're, they're certainly reviewing. And just a few other Aussies that are uh, front of mind. Uh, Alex Dimonor, mm. you mentioned him in passing, but last night uh, at Rod Laver Arena, that was a beauty. Yeah, look, um, you know, these EXOs are, uh, you know, they're, they're good in, in the Australian Open supporting some charities, the Australian Tennis Foundation. And look, I, I ducked in last night uh, on the way home from doing the nine stuff and uh, incredible, the crowds. I felt like the tournament had officially started. There are people everywhere. So it definitely has become a three-week event. And why wouldn't you get along? Ten bucks to get in, twenty dollars. I think Novak Djokovic has got a, a night tonight. Novak and friends. Um, I think uh, the Nine Network showing that from seven thirty. If you want to tune in, and yeah, that'll fill uh, Rod Laver in as well. So yeah, it's it's a big sort of week leading up to the main draw. And the other Aussie I should just mention, Daria Savile had a great win in Hobart uh, last night. So she's through to the quarters. And she could win that tournament. She's playing good tennis, uh, Dasher. And I've got no doubt if she has one full year of no injury, uh, we'll see her well uh, well back inside the top 100. Love it. And I love watching her social media, how she carries herself in the public eye, even amongst all the injury chaos and everything that's been going on. She's, she's an absolute ripper. So all power to her. BP, thanks as always, mate, for keeping us up to date on the tennis landscape. No.
Pleasure, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. You're with Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps. We've had a very interesting morning. I'm back on the airwaves. Oh, Oh, There's yeah. been a breakthrough. Woohoo! Thank you, Telstra. They came good. I mean, it was never their fault at all to begin with, but they've really helped me So you me fronted out. up the cash. Well done. I've fronted up the cash, <laughs> yeah. I'm good for it. I've moved a bit around, you know, from my office, overseas accounts. So like, <laughs> Don't I'm get yourself good. in more trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Nisa is our all-rounder. Is our all-rounder. Why isn't he in the Australian team? Thoughts? Yeah, I mean... He's definitely put himself in the equation of if we were to ever go without Mitch Marsh or Cameron Green in a situation of a test match, and particularly in situations like playing in England, he's right in the frame where he's not just in the conversation with Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark anymore. I think he's in a conversation with those guys as genuine all-rounders. His numbers just can't mm-hmm. be ignored. So imagine, you know, this is the theory all those years ago of all those batters in domestic cricket averaging 70 but couldn't get a game. Mm. Michael Neeser and Scott Boland are effectively the bowling versions of that. Mm. Is Socky getting the SCN limo to the game as well? He's twice as flamboyant as Dave Warner. (laughs) 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 Regards, Peach. That's good, that. Who's uh, who's got the SCN limo? We'll have to find the nicest car in the SCN. It'd have to be Sugar, wouldn't it? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, all right. Time now to speak with Mitch Abaya from Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Morning, Mitch. What have you got for us today? I see Big Bash is front of mind. Yeah, a very good morning. Um, Big Bash is the uh, top of the agenda. Let's go there. Hobart Hurricanes versus the Strikers tonight. Uh, Hobart Hurricanes, $2.06. Adelaide Strikers, $1.77. Top Hobart Hurricanes run scorer Matty Wade three dollars eighty and Benny McDermott four dollars and for the Adelaide Strikers Matt Short three dollars fifty he's been in some stellar form and Chris Lynn one of the greats of the Big Bash at four dollars ten if you like Darcy Short four dollars twenty um, let's talk about um, tomorrow's game Sydney Sixers v Sydney Thunder what a game this will be Sydney Sixers favourites a dollar sixty seven. Sydney Thunder, $2.21. And then on Saturday, the 13th of Jan, Perth Scorchers host the Brisbane Heat. Perth Scorchers, $1.81. Brisbane Heat, $2.00 after a cracking game we saw last night. There's been a fluctuation to the overall market for the 2023-24 Big Bash winner. Brisbane Heat have gone to the favourites at $2.20. Perth Scorchers out to $2.75. Sydney Sixers, $6.00. And then you've got Melbourne Stars at $11. But a big move overall. Brisbane Heat into favourites, $2.20. Mitch, uh, we've been speaking to Nick uh, about some niche markets on the NFL and different things. He's also given out some horrific tips in the last couple of days, which Delise is not overly thrilled about. He has stitched me up. (laughs) Yesterday he's got scratched. Uh, I mean, he can't predict that, to be fair. But what I'm getting at is I have a niche market for you. Uh, I wonder oh, if Sportsbet can tackle a David Warner arrival time in the helicopter Ooh, at the SCG. This is good. Jeez, this would be something. I tell you what, uh, if they were estimating my arrival time to my cricket games, it'd be half an hour late. <laughs> I don't think David Warner. Don't think David Warner be rocking up late. Uh, um, yeah, helicopter like helicopter arrival time in the middle of the SCG. We'll have eyes on it, like the Gatorade over the coach at the the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I might have to I might have to have a chat to the uh, 
the big boys at uh, Sportsbet until we can come up with. Oh, I like it. Okay, let's move on to tennis, mate. What's happening there? Yeah, Djokovic was a dollar ninety-one yesterday morning, uh, out to two dollars. So if you liked him, you can get an even better price. Carlos Alcaraz at four dollars twenty. Yannick Sinner seven dollars fifty. They're the only three under double figures. You can have Daniel Medvedev at eleven dollars. Alexander, Z- Alexander Zverev, sorry, at $23. And Alex Demonor was 34s into $26. Let's look at the ladies, Aussie Open, uh, the outright market. And uh, as you said yesterday, some of these are tongue twisters. Uh, Argus Witek at $3.20. Alina Rybakina at $5. Ariana Sabalenka at $6. And Corey Gore at $7. The rest are at $18 or more, headlined by Jessica Pagula. I imagine that there would be a bit of movement after the draw comes out today. Is that generally how that happens? Yeah, usually the case. Yeah, once the uh, once the draw comes out, the uh, the markets uh, well settle themselves out, and people say, "Hey, this thing, this person here is uh, very well um, placed, should make it a fair way into the tournament." And on the other hand, if they're not as well drawn, they'll uh, they'll drift. But yeah, you'll tend to see. I'd go and take a screenshot of the uh, the prices currently, and then see what they are after the draws come out. They will uh, change, yeah, drastically. All right. And the NBA, what have you got for us on that? Yeah, Cokes' uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, did the job yesterday. Uh, they're, in some, uh, they're in some stellar form, the uh, the Wolves, and I'll give you an outright market there. But there is a stack of NBA games today. Um, jump on the app, check them all out. I think there's about 10 matches. So the Wolves go around again, but they're not... Uh, not favourites in this one. Four dollars forty-five. Boston Celtics a dollar twenty-one. Is Jason Tatum back? Not too sure. Um, Indiana Pacers are super short against the Wizards, who the, the Wizards aren't really uh, setting the world on fire. But three dollars sixty-two. Washington Wizards. Indiana Pacers a dollar twenty-nine without Tyrese Halliburton. And San Antonio Spurs a dollar sixty-five versus the Detroit Pistons two dollars twenty-five, uh, featuring Victor Wembanyama. I'll just give you a quick. Uh, market for the NBA championship. Uh, Boston Celtics are $4, Denver Nuggets are $5, and the Timberwolves Copes $21 if you'd like a slice. Unbelievable. They uh, On today's game, they I saw that they couldn't fly out yesterday to get to their back-to-back game today against the Celtics, so I have to fly out. Once they wake up today, they won't arrive for the actual game until wow. late, so I reckon there's zero chance. very David of Warner, isn't it? <laughs> very David Warner indeed. Mitch, thanks for your morning this morning. So much going on in the world of sport, and let's see if we can get that helicopter market up. Yeah, I'll do my best. Uh, yeah, jump on the sports bit up, check it all out, and gamble responsibly, but I'll get uh, get a market up for David Warner. Good on you, Mitch. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nathan. We're here for Bingley, better living every day, and we're powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping up and building Australia together. If you're only just waking up, here's the headlines. We've been discussing the Brisbane Heat have locked up a top spot on the BBL ladder after a win over the Perch Scorchers last night. And don't worry, Trent, just wander off. That's all good. (laughs) He's just leaving the studio. Anyway, I'll keep you up to date. We've had plenty of discussion following, uh, my screen has just moved, following confirmation (laughs) yesterday that Steve Smith, someone else has stitched me up there. Thank you. We'll replace David Warner at the top of the order. Oh, you're back. You've returned. I I never left. Yeah, thanks for it. You're wandering off. Lots of reaction to the selection of Matt Renshaw over Cameron Bancroft in the Australian squad. Um, Copes had a bit to say on that this morning when we first came on air, if you want to catch up on the podcast. Um, We'll get to more of your texts in a moment on that. In NRL news that made me 
you know, relatively happy. Zach Hosking has been released from the Panthers to take up a three-year deal with the Raiders. And Tavita Pangai Jr. has been spotted at Broncos training. We'd love to hear you on the hear from you on the Edgewater Homes text line. It's 0457 736 736. Pick up the phone and talk to us on the Suncorp open line, 1300-01-1170, which... Don't want to flex, but I can now do. <laughs> my you can call. Phone. So if you missed the start of the show, I was almost not on air because I pulled up and I went to send a text to everyone to say, hey guys, can you let me into the car park? And I no, didn't get a reply. Call Went to call Ben, producer Ben. And it said his phone had been disconnected. And I thought, what a, what a strange thing for Ben to do. But okay, whatever. Do, no, no, it is my phone that had been disconnected. My credit card got hacked last month. I hadn't updated my payment details. I hadn't paid my bill. And I was panic stations running around North Sydney, connecting to everyone's free Wi-Fi, desperately <laughs> trying to get up the building, going, oh, my God, we're just a few minutes from air. Anyway, found Umedia. I'll give you a free plug. Thanks for your free Wi-Fi. <laughs> and that's the only reason you're here with us today. They've saved oh, you. Oh, the panic. And then, you know, Telstra, because then I tried to pay my bill. So then once I connected to the Wi-Fi in here. But every time you go to log into anything, your internet banking, your Telstra, anything, you've got to get a text sent to your phone, which had been disconnected. <laughs> this maybe needs to be rethought. Oh, just... It was all so dramatic. Anyway, it's all lovely. Telstra's come through and we're good. Mm. So, and I, heaven forbid, stand up for a second, then you're outing me that I'm out of the studio. Well, yeah. What's your excuse, mate? (laughs) I have no excuse. Yeah. Uh, But in in terms of the lay of the land in the world, we were talking about Black Monday as far as coaches go in the NFL. Yes. It's a coaching merry-go-round and it is cutthroat over there. But there's some massive names in the last 24 hours. Mike Rabel, Tennessee Titans, and we've just got word ESPN reporting that Pete Carroll from the Seahawks, he's been sacked. Now, it's Super Bowl champion, legendary coach, one of the oldest coaches in the league, famously has had Russell Wilson there with him along the way. Uh, No longer the case with Russell Wilson, but that's two massive names in the world of coaching, mm. but in the NFL in particular, Mike Vrabel, uh, seen as one of the best coaches going around, but not a good year for the Tennessee Titans and the Seahawks. Man, that is a big call. What's it like in, um, cause I, uh, I'm not really into, uh, American football, but, um, you know, obviously over here, the NRL, you can generally last a few years, um, yep. without success before you're starting to be talked about. EPL is brutal. You can last a yeah. few games and then you're sacked. Yeah. What's it like in, in NFL? Probably a hybrid of both and it's really dependent on the franchise. Okay. Is my take on it. Right. You know, and it's not an exact science, but the the coaches that are the elite of the elite get paid an absolute fortune mm-hmm. and they've built up a resume that, you know, Bill Belichick, for example, with Tom Brady, he could basically do what he wants for a couple of years and, and get away with it. And okay. to be to be fair, the Patriots, that's largely what's happened since yep. Tom Brady left. Yeah. Um, but other coaches like Vrabel, like, other, you know, a few of the more inexperienced coaches. I remember the Jacksonville Jaguars and they drafted uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's seen as, you know, uh, all-worldly talent. He comes in and they hire a, a head coach that worked with him in college and he comes in and he just, you could just flat out see that it, you know, and he was doing offensive play calling and it 
it was just not for him. Mm. And they sack him straight, almost mm. straight away. Mm. So Urban Meyer was the coach. So it, it's, it's one of those things where if you're a franchise that isn't established, hasn't won recently, and you're a new coach, the, the, the trifecta, mm. then you can be out just like the EPL. Yeah. So, uh, there's another big story going around. Uh, key, the headline says on Fox Sports, Key Demon facing minimum two-year drug ban after shock verdict. Now, this is about Melbourne utility Joel Smith in the AFL facing a minimum two-year suspension after being reportedly found guilty of taking cocaine before a match, which classified as a performance-enhancing drug. The Herald Sun reported Smith remains provisionally banned after being informed by Sports Integrity Australia on Tuesday he had been found guilty in a pre-Christmas hearing with the 27-year-old set to fight the ruling. It was a urine sample collected after Melbourne's round 23 win over Hawthorne mm. as part of routine drug testing, which found the small amount of cocaine in the system. What are your thoughts? When you first see stories like this in sport, do, mm. you, do you think this, this is common practice and players just get away with it? Or do you think this is that's an outlier and needs to be punished? What's your viewpoint? The use of the drug? Well, just the fact that this has come to light. Is it a shock to you that something like this has happened? Um, Take the player out of it. I'd hate to. Well, no. I, uh, I don't really want to generalise on, on what players That's fair. Are, That's do, fair. are doing or, or say, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't want to do that. But um, I think the interesting thing here is the classification of it as a performance enhancing Yeah, drug. that's interesting. Um, because generally um, these kind of things are, are thought of as recreational. You're in trouble because of the recreational use of it. Yeah. Um, to now be looking at that as a performance enhancing, I think probably that's a move in the right direction because I, I guess you can't really, I, I'm sure there's science and everything behind, but Unless you, if you've got something in your system, it's hard to say whether that's performance that has your enhanced your performance or not. So the best thing is probably to have a blanket. Yeah. And to be honest, I think it's, it's uh, a worthy. I mean, it is illegal. Yeah. That's what I go <laughs> yeah. to as well. We just don't want drugs in no, sport, exactly. whether it's performance enhancing yeah. or not. And certainly the culture of, you know, this being okay. Yes. And, and yeah, accepted. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do know the AFLPA and Paul Marsh is the head of that. They have plans in place and programs in place that whenever anything like this rears its head, that there are coping mechanisms within the AFL framework that if something like this does happen mm. and people are found to have used performance enhancing or more importantly, recreational drugs, that there are programs like rehab and things like that that can get players back on track. Mm. So it's not just about the ban. Uh, I think it's also about uh, the fact that it's being challenged. So Joel Smith thinks that He's been done wrong here. Um, and also the fact that players can make mistakes uh, and they also need to be able to come back from that. So tricky subject, but tell us what you think uh, on the Suncorp open line, 1300 01 1170 and on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736. It's a tricky subject. And, and because the hearings are still ongoing and it's, yes, he's tested positive, uh, much like Peter Bowl and yeah, numerous exactly. others. There's, uh, there's a lot of... Um, Simona Hallop. Uh, yeah. There's a lot going on in the world right now and uh, it's tricky uh, and it's difficult for us to sit in here and have conviction on a he's done wrong or he hasn't when we don't know the full scenario. No, exactly. 
All right, we're going to head to a break. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Stay with us. We'll get to all of your texts and your calls in just a moment. Summer breakfast here on SEN is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. A reminder, the Suncorp open line, 1300 01 1170 and the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. We are going to roll through your texts that we've got built up here. Uh, this this one on the Joel Smith story. People make mistakes. This is true, Trent, but doing lines isn't a mistake. How do you accidentally do lines? Well, I don't think that's what we're talking about. Uh, and, we and said people make mistakes, People, not people make accidents. Yes, exactly right. And a mistake is your judgment in certain scenarios, if in fact that is what happened. Uh, this one from Matt. Morning, Trent and Jaleesa. On the David Warner helicopter issue, isn't it amazing we're not allowed to have an energy company as a sponsor of our major cricket team because Captain Cummins didn't like it, yet we're all talking about a bloke that's just retired that wants to stay in the media getting a helicopter to a game that doesn't matter. I don't care how he gets there, so why do we need to know about it? It's just publicity-seeking. Cheers, HP Robbo. I don't think it's publicity seeking. He was just asked the question after the game. Are you going yeah. to play for the Thunder? And I think like... And it's physically not possible to play the game without doing this. Yeah, it, that's the thing. I, I even think the timeline at the moment is incredibly tight. Like <laughs> you want to hope everything in the wedding mm. is running on time because I think it's, you know, you've got the ceremony in the afternoon and then he's got to get there before at the SCG before five. Uh, before the gates open for safety reasons, it is going to be an awfully tight turnaround. This is just physically the only way to get there. And, and the fact that is they're not having a crowd in there being able to watch him. It's not any kind of spectacle. It's just necessity. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And as far as the Cummins reference to the energy sponsors, look, it's a far wider ranging issue than just judging one one use of helicopter or one opinion from Pat Cummins or, or a viewpoint on energy and the whole energy sector. So I think we'll leave that one there. Mark says, if there was tension between Bancroft and the bowlers, why did he play in the 2019 Ashes just the year after? Well, uh, to be honest, exactly right. There is none. Uh, and it's certainly not to the point where it would not be manageable within a team environment. And that's been made pretty clear in the last couple of days. Uh, there's plenty more texts coming in. Jaleesa, do you want to tackle that top one? Um, no, From Rooster Tim. Okay, I'll do it. It was going to be a bit of a stitch up. Oh. Uh, Rooster Tim listening on the app from Snowy, Canada. Oh, that's Bonjour. How good. Uh, Jaleesa and Trent, you're doing a fabulous job on the show. How big of a signing do you think? And this is why, why I was going in on this. Me in the morning. Give it to us. No, I I don't want to now. You've got me on the... You've got me, you've, you're trying to stitch me up and I feel like I'm going to fumble. <laughs> well, I'm absolutely going to fumble. It's Mark Noakana Tawase is how no. I... <laughs> it's in my head and I don't want to say it <laughs> because I don't want to stuff it up. Anyway, continue. Is uh, or will be for the Roosters. His skill seems to fit the league perfectly. So Roosters, new signing. And uh, apologies, certainly from our point of view that I've butchered that name undoubtedly. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, th this is, I mean, it's an interesting signing because I think that the talk about it all at the time was, oh, well, we've, they've got one back, you know, because yeah. they obviously um, lost, um, you know, Swalihi to the to uh, rugby. 
this was like, oh, you know, they've, they've finally got one. Got one. They've got one. Um, but um, he, I mean, he, he, all the raps are him. Like he, he's a genuine star and, and, and going to be great in, in rugby league. So, I mean, the Roosters don't sign people who they don't think have a long-term future. Yeah, absolutely. And the skills and the speed and the tri-scoring abilities, yeah, it's it's there for all to see And as a Roosters fan. Uh, Dan? Uh, Happy, is, happy to have him. Yeah, happy to have him. Yep. Do you think he's yeah, going to be a success? Yeah, you're a Roosters fan. Yeah, I think it will. We just see Dom Young in a Roosters jersey I did. yesterday. Was I was very going to go to there see. next. Yeah, very nice. Ah, uh, it's almost like that sombrero is getting bigger. Uh, <laughs> you got to laugh about it because uh, no, but if you actually look, see, if you actually look at their side at the moment, I don't think that argument can be made anymore. Oh, man, it shouldn't have been made in the first place. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You're right. It shouldn't have been made in the first place. But um, I think they've, they've actually just re-signed a lot of their own talent. Like they had a huge off-season where they re-signed tons of their own talent. So I don't think that that, that joke sort of stands up now. Oh, I love that from you. Coming from uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a Roosters <laughs> fan. Let me. 2019 broke my heart. I I haven't forgotten it, but yeah. yeah. Well, there's actually a text here from Andrew. Come on, guys. More NRL talk. Only four weeks until trials. Cricket season basically over if it ever began. Lol. Andrew from Manly Weather. Well, you're talking to the wrong bloke there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah. I am an NRL fan equally as much as I am a cricket fan. And I can't wait as well. Oh, it's funny. Like I got my, so I got my visa appointment, came through yesterday for Vegas. Oh, Vegas so, yes. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is creeping up. Like, you know, yeah. ve- we've got Vegas creeping up. Um, we've got the trials. Um, and I'm so interested in so many teams, particularly the Bulldogs of the one, the, that first yeah. round Bulldogs team. Really interests me. Yeah, can't wait for that. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.